Tonight's episode of the BS Podcast is brought to you by State Farm. Just like football, life can be unpredictable. That's why State Farm agents are there to help. With over 19,000 agents, a local State Farm agent can be just around the block. Whether you're talking person, by phone, or through the app, State Farm is there. Go with the one with coverage and agents you can count on. State Farm, talk to an agent today. We're also brought to you by the Book of Basketball 2.0 podcast, where we have another one coming up this week about the best game pound for pound of the last decade in the NBA and how it relates to Dirk Nowitzki. So that is coming late Monday night. Also, the rewatchables this week. I would subscribe for the next couple uh, rewatchables podcasts. Just trust me. But this week we have Happy Gilmore. We did it. Uh, me, Sean Fantasy, and the Safty Brothers, who have uncut gems coming out uh, this Friday, actually, which I've seen and it is a terrific movie. And uh, we did Happy Gilmore with them, and it was about as fun as you would expect. Coming up, Cousin Sal and I are going to talk about a really bizarre week 14, but a really fun week 14 and a week 14 that left a playoff picture in flux. But first, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, we're going to call the guys. Hey, Google, call Cousin Sal. Calling Cousin Sal. Hello, is this Google? <laughs> it's your old friend, Bill. All right, old friend, Bill. What's happening? Oh, we're coming off two more losses for our teams. You <laughs> lost on Thursday night. You were there. You went to Chicago. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. I like uh, it because my losses now were like three days removed. That happened last week too, and then your team just lost within a few hours, an hour or a few hours. So it's good. Yeah, I I don't want to start with either team because we always start with the Pats or the Cowboys. Okay. Let's start with the game of the year. Actually, the game since the Pats Chiefs game, which was the previous game of the year, mm-hmm. uh, meaning the one in January. Right. Niners Saints, an absolute slugfest, topsy turvy. On top of it, it's week 14 fantasy playoffs, and the numbers are just going through the roofs all these different ways. Yeah. Great comeback. Um, just super exciting. And uh, and it felt like an NFC title preview. What were your thoughts? Well, I thought this was one of, first of all, I'll say this was a sharp game. The 49ers were a sharp pick. Um, they sharp betters were taking them at plus two and a half. Then it went down to plus one and a half, then plus one. So they were all over the 49ers all week. And it made me think, ah, what are we missing with these saints? And then the saints come out guns blazing. Right. Yeah. And I thought for a second, I was like, all right, this is the one game. This is it. San Francisco travels two weeks in a row, tough game, brutal game against the Ravens. And now they have to go East again to new Orleans. This is, this is the game they take off. Not the case at all. They came out there. They looked faster. Again, they looked faster than everyone. And I don't know. I just, uh, I, I have some thoughts about Breeze too. I'm kind of impressed with his performance because you and I last week thought maybe, not that he was done, but there was something off of his ball. He's thrown against this good defense. He, he showed me a lot. But this Jimmy G, I think you are going to have to watch him in the Super Bowl with Tom Brady on the Patriots. I really think it's come to that. 
with not Tom, this year, next. Is year. Tom Brady going to be in my living room watching with me? Because that is probably <laughs> the only reason. The only way I don't I'd think see you'll that. let him in the house. I don't know. <laughs> I, you left out the part where Boza got hurt in the first half of that game, too. Oh, right. Yeah. And it just seemed like uh, just what it felt a lot like actually the Seahawks Rams, that first half of Seahawks Rams tonight, where at some point you just go, oh, yeah, probably not their day. And the Niners just kept roaring back, roaring back. I'm with you. I thought the big winners of the game, other than Niners fans who have, have been through a lot of crap the last couple of years, the two quarterbacks, because I had questions about both of them. I didn't know yeah. if Jimmy G could win a game like that. I didn't didn't know Breeze had that game in left in him anymore. Yeah, phenomenal. I'm with you. I thought he was flinging it around, and it was. I know the Niners ended up winning the game, but it was almost a game where I'm not positive there was an actual loser. I know there was a loser for the right. record books, but I think both of those teams have to come out of that going, okay, now we know we can fling it. And if New Orleans knows they're in a dome, at least for one playoff game, possibly two, who knows. They know they can fling it like they used to. And then yeah. if you're the Niners, you answered a lot of questions. And you also really found out a lot about your receivers, I felt like. I thought Debo was really good. Mm -hmm. They really figure out, like, they. it seems like they know how to use him now. And then Sanders Incredible. was awesome. And when you compare what Sanu has given to the Patriots, when it was basically it was those two guys on the block, mm -hmm. Niners struck first, they got Sanders. Pats went next. They got Sanu. It's pretty much the same price. And Sanders has transformed the Niners offense, and Sanu has done nothing for the Pats. Yeah, and like 160, 170 on the ground. I mean, there was a lot of points. There was a lot of offense. It was just one of those games. But like you said, Breeze, they're losers, the Saints, and that they're probably going to have to go to San Francisco now. That's not great in January. But you're right. They're going to get a home game. But this Garoppolo, I mean, he's not, now he's done it all. He's won. Okay, so it was against the Cardinals. Not a big deal. But they were down 16 nothing. Just the fact that he could win a game like that, that was nice. He was down 16 points. Goes to the Ravens, didn't embarrass himself in the conditions, the weather. Like I said, hard-hitting game. Uh, escaped that, still probably in the upper echelon quarterbacks, and then wins a huge statement game on the road. I think we've seen him do it all, which is what you want out of your quarterback, especially a young quarterback this late in the year, right? And then they have Atlanta next week, so they could be looking at 12-2. and Mm-hmm. Rams at home, December 21st, finishing with at Seattle on the 29th. So at the very least, they're probably going to be in the 13-win range, which, you know, pretty impressive. It's not like they've had an easy schedule. Not they're, an easy schedule? No. The, that division is, I mean, we saw a dogfight. The Rams have not given up. They're right in there with Seattle. And, uh, you know, Cardinals can be frisky. They're blowing games like I, like you wouldn't imagine. But, yeah, this is this was a tough schedule. And they did a nice job. I, the, I, I don't know. I, I, right now, if I had to make a bet, I, I'm looking for odds. They're not out yet, but Niners for NFC, I think for sure. The speed was, again, the thing that jumped out. And you couldn't feel it. Hey, I Looking at that Baltimore game last week, I think the bad weather really cheated us of whatever the potential of that game was. It turned into mm -hmm. a different type of game. It was fun to watch. It was physical. The elements were a big part of it. Um but I, I think both of those teams that they played in a different setting. Where's the suit? The Super Bowl's in Miami this year, right? Miami, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, this kid, I mean, they were, first of all, they look so fast. I don't know about the, just, they passed the eye test as, oh my God, they are flying. And then fourth and two, it's like Kittle's getting the ball here. This ball's going to travel yeah. three and a half yards in the air. They need two and a half yards. And then he, that was the play of the year. I think he, he got face masked for 30 yards. down. Right. The field. I think he would have scored otherwise, right? It was phenomenal. 
It was one of those plays where we have to figure out if we need to increase the yard penalties for penalties. Right. Where it's like, that should have been more than a 15-yard face mask. It should have been for as long as he had the face mask should have been the penalty. So yeah, it was like yeah. a 28-yard face mask penalty. Yeah, you see balls on the throne in the end zone, and they put it at the one for pass interference. It's like, ah, that shouldn't be a 40-yard penalty. Well, this was, you know, <laughs> he made, uh, it was an assault for about 35 yards. So maybe put that one at the one, too. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting because Kelsey was in the next game mm -hmm. and I had the combo of rooting against him in fantasy and then he's <laughs> also going against my team. And it just felt like anytime they wanted to throw to him for seven yards, he was right. going to be open and get it. And Kittle is still coming back from, what does he have, like a bone chip in his ankle or something that he's playing through? Yeah. Um, didn't seem to matter. But, you know, when you watch the Pats today in the, in the, the absence of just the post Gronkowski era, you could really feel it on those third and 12s, third and seven, stuff like that. The Edelman's being double teamed. Man. So are we it, talking about the Pats now? No, no, I'm not. I'm not ready to talk about the Pats yet. Oh, man. I'm saying, so close. I'm saying, man, it's really nice to have those Kittle Kelsey guys. Sure. And uh, Kittle, Sanders, and Debo, those guys can get open on the third and seven, third and nine, third and 12. One of those three guys seems like they can get open. And then what they got from Mostert, who mm -hmm. in our fantasy league is just on the waiver wire. Nobody ever picked him up in time right. for the playoffs. And every year you see these late bloomers, you know, in fantasy that end up, and they're usually on shitty teams, right? They're always on like the four and nine team or the three and 10 team. Yeah. You know, like the Miami, Arizona type teams. And this year it's the Niners that are Super Bowl contender that end up with the late bloomer guy. And speaking of fantasy, you mentioned Bosa went out. They shut down. I get, you know, you could say Michael Thomas is their best player if it's, you know, offensively, if not Breeze. Alvin Kamara, nothing. Absolutely nothing out of that guy. 43 yards. Yeah. 43 yards combined. He has fewer yards than his team had points. They had 46. He had 43 yards combined. Well, that was the big question for him, right? This year where they're, Everyone was saying now that Ingram's gone, you figure he gets 20% more involved and you take everything he'd already done and now yeah. add 20%. Oh my God, he's going to be amazing. And maybe he is what he is. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Murray's a smidge less talented than Ingram, I guess. I don't know. Well, so then the, the other game that really stood out today was that Ram Seattle game because I saw some stat online, which I wish I had seen before I bet on Seattle that Seattle had fallen behind in 10 of the first 12 games of the season. Yeah. And then this year was 11 out of 13. And, right. you know, I'd kind of written off the Rams mentally. And uh, the girly thing, I was really surprised by. I thought he, I know the stats probably don't reflect it. I know Collinsworth was also really raving about it, probably a little too much. But he seemed to me like a guy who was heading in the wrong direction. And today it really seemed like they made a concerted effort to get him going. That got the play action involved. Yeah. And we're in this situation where the NFC has five clear playoff teams. Um, they have four teams with double digit wins already, right? Yeah. And then, and then this weird NFC situation where seven and nine might take the division. Yeah. And you might have, you might have the Rams with, you might have the Rams going 10 and six and being three wins ahead of the NFC's team. It's, and it's conceivable. It, yeah. and I they, know where you're getting at with that, but I, I'm not even going to engage you there, but I will, I will, uh, what do you mean? I will talk I'm about not, the Rams. That was, that was pretty good. That was old Rams football, right? And then, you know what? I jumped on with you. I saw you had Seattle cause you've been hot. 
gambling. Yeah. You did something amazing. You couldn't be higher on the Colts. And you abandoned, you jumped off that band. You didn't even wait for it to slow down. I guess yeah. it slowed down a tiny bit. And then you immediately switched to the the Titans, which you yeah. don't usually do. You usually just get away from the division. But you went to the Titans and then you put them with the Seahawks. I'm like, you know what? The Seahawks, they've won nine one score games. They've had nine one possession games this year. They've won. And yes, you're right. They get behind in almost all of them. And uh, but the Rams looked like the old Rams, like these sweet plays with Woods and and like you said, Gurley, and it's not that much of a difference, but his last five games, I think he averages like 75, not including tonight, 75 yards on the ground, whereas his first eight were like 49, 50. Doesn't seem like a huge difference, but it is a step in the right direction. Their offense clicked, and the defense gave up six points. I mean, they really came together. That, that, that one was on Goff, obviously, that touchdown, so they really gave up six points. They're not bowing out of this um, this clash for the sixth seed anytime soon, I don't think. And they got healthier. They got Woods back. Higby has been the late yeah. bloomer tight end this year, who is probably swinging some fantasy leagues. Gurley looks much, much better. And, you know, the defense, it's hard to say, ah, their defense, because they got annihilated by the Rams less than two weeks ago. I mean, by the uh, by the Ravens. Right. So I'm I'm not gonna like do jumping jacks about their D yet. I, to me, that was more of a a Seattle game where we always talk about these teams that look great when they have a lead or when they're close, but when they really have to play from behind, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a different story. Like they just lost control of the pace right away, and I they looked really unprepared. Kyle and I were watching it. We just didn't understand what they were doing on defense half the time. Um, they just looked like. They were a step slow. They, the Rams were just running the same plays over and over yeah. again, like that little wide receiver reverse thing. They ran four times. Usually that works twice. Right. So they just seemed to sleep. But I almost felt like the Seahawks were acting like they didn't totally need the game, which I don't really understand. Do you? No, I don't. But I did think one of these teams, would, it would that would happen to them, either Seattle or San Francisco or Baltimore, one of these teams that have been winning a lot, uh, go on the road. They give up a game that they kind of don't need they need yeah sure for positioning everybody wants to be one seed but i thought i didn't think it would be seattle that's for sure but you, you're right the rams did everything they wanted to against them offensively but i don't know i don't know if i want to believe in it now this is two games in a row i think Goff threw for over 400 against arizona but do we believe that they're back is this offense back at least no it, it feels like i still feel fool's goldish with them mm-hmm. that they're just dying to screw somebody over seattle has at Carolina, home Arizona, home San Francisco, rest of the way. And that San Francisco game, San Francisco potentially could have everything locked up for that game. The Rams, yeah. they're at Dallas next week, which <laughs> I want to call it a loser leaves town match, but it's really not because your division's so shitty. Right. Then they're at San Francisco in a night game, which will actually mean something than home for Arizona. So, so they're the- a game behind Minnesota. We're looking really at the sixth seed right now. They're a game behind Minnesota. If they catch them right now, they get the tiebreaker, but weird shit could happen, I guess. The Rams are eight and five. Minnesota's nine and four. They're at the Chargers, home Green Bay, home Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I think the craziest thing about all this is that Green Bay is the two seed right now. Yeah. Have you watched Green Bay at all this year and gone, oh, yeah, that's a top two seed? No. Even today, fact, the Redskins hanging and hanging. They're 13 points and they they sleepwalk through the second half. Yeah, you're not you're not very excited about that. Yeah, it seems like they throw a good 16 minutes and then after that they hold on for dear life. Mm -hmm. We have more to talk about. Let's take a break. Let's talk about CVS Health. As a predictor of health, did you know that a person's zip code may matter just as much as their genetic code? 
That's why CVS Health knows it's important to bring health into neighborhoods. For the Patriots, I'm not even sure if it matters if anyone's healthy right now. You know who it matters if they're healthy? Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. I think the Ravens need to keep Lamar healthy for the playoffs. More than half of all Americans now live within 10 miles of a minute clinic at CVS, and CVS Health is also bringing health into homes with home care managers and trained nurses who administer IV treatments in patients' living rooms. And now, at select locations, they're rolling out CVS Health Hubs with professional care teams for clinic services and testing, prescriptions and health products under one roof and one trip on your schedule with these innovations and more. CVS Health has learned something important. When you put people at the heart of health, people take health to heart. CVS Health, where health is everything, not all services available in all states. So right now in the NFC, it would be San Francisco, Green Bay with the buys. We would have New Orleans, um, Minnesota as the three six. That's fun. Which would rank among the better uh, round one battles that we've had, and then yep. Dallas, Seattle. I just how many times have you played them in a playoff game? That would be right. the playoff right now. We beat them last year. I mean, I think so. We're we're at a point where whether it's Dallas or Philadelphia, but especially Dallas. Seattle. So it's going to be either Seattle or San Francisco. And it's most likely Seattle at the NFC East. I think we're looking at a touchdown favorite, right? For the road team. I.e., if it's Dallas, you'll get respect. Hmm. You'll get respect to the bitter end. I was thinking that, seven would be respect. I think it should be like 12, but yeah, all right. No, I, I think it's in that Vegas zone. Probably be like four and a half, Interesting. something like that. Yeah, we somehow we crossed off the Bears and the Bears. I'm looking at on uh, NFL or CBSSports.com. They have the playoff picture thing, and the Bears are in the still alive category. Wow. It's hard to believe you were there though. You went on Thursday. You, I like that stadium. I yeah. really like it. It's old. It's it's cavernous. Obviously, the fans are up for every game. Doesn't really matter. And uh, and my team was not up for that game. That's for sure. I mean, there's talk about Mitch Trubisky being cut. And they make him look like a superstar again. He threw, he, they talk about an offense that did whatever they wanted against you. Yeah. They settled in. And the Cowboys, of course, teased me. And Cowboys fans did what they have done the last few weeks, at least on Thanksgiving last week. Opening drive, touchdown. They go right down. But um, boy, they did not look good after that. They just, they just fell apart. It's just, I, 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 they, in a way, they don't need that game. And they played like they didn't need the game. They have to beat Philly and they have to beat Washington the last game of the year. And I, I feel like that's, I don't know, like Jason Garrett. I, I know I've been calling for his head forever, but now I'm hearing rumblings that the players don't even back him. So mm. what do you do now? I mean, Aikman made a good point. He says none of these coordinators have have deserved the chance to take over for even in the interim for the next three weeks or whatever. Yeah. But is that even the point? Do you just do it to mix it up? Maybe you do. Aikman sounds like he's ready to come out of the booth and coach them. Yeah, he, he can't hide his disgust anymore. It's like listening to me announce a Celtic game last year when I was so frustrated with Kyrie and everything. Right. Like he can barely hold it in. It's yeah. it's such as that is not the division that I thought would have the below 500 uh, division champ. Mm -hmm. But here we are. Um, sad news. Tampa Bay was eliminated. Are they out? Yeah, they're out. So we have to. If a team is out, do we have to cross them off? We've we already crossed them off. Oh, I it, thought we could have our own playoffs. If a team is out, we could still keep them around. Like the Redskins, we kept alive, but they're out now, right? 
The Redskins are out. Okay. Here, here's what's still alive, though. I have some exciting news for you. Mm-hmm. Jameis has a chance to become the first 30-30 quarterback of all time. Wow. 30 TDs, 30 picks. Right now, he's at 26 touchdowns and 23 picks with three games to go. So he would need, he would have to have one three-pick game. He'd only need a couple more TDs. He could do it. I I know he could do it. I just know it. I was stunned. There's only been 16 teams, 16 quarterbacks. He's the 17th. Well, he'll be the 17th when he throws his 25th pick. There's only been 16 quarterbacks ever who have thrown 25 TDs, 25 picks in the same season. Wow, really? Since 1983, a legendary year when Lynn Dickey and Joe Ferguson did it. (laughs) Uh, We had uh, my beloved Drew Bledsoe in 94, 25 TDs, 27 picks. Hmm. Peyton Manning, 1998, 26 TDs, 28 picks. Hmm. The one, the only Jay Cutler in 2009, 27 TDs, 26 picks. And then you know the last one to do it, Eli Manning. Eli, he only did it once? No. Yeah, 2010, 31 TDs, 25 picks. Mm-hmm. There's only been one, two, three, four guys ever who have done 30-plus TDs and 25 interceptions. So he has a chance to be the fifth for that. I Those, mean, he just, it's so great because he spots everyone two interceptions. It's like, all right, Colts, I don't know what Vegas has this line at, but we're giving you two interceptions that you could turn into 14 points. I felt bad for the Colts. I mean, I guess it's because they didn't have a run game today. That 66 yards rushing or something like that. But Jameis is daring you. He's daring you to beat him. And um, he's winning almost half the time. It's it's the most exciting uh, season ticket team of the year. Yeah. I think they've won the award. Even today, Jameis will have the one pick a game that it seems like he's throwing the game. But it's just yeah. he has to get it out of his system. He had that today. It was the pick six, but you had the long Mike Evans touchdown where he pulls his hamstring as he's crossing the goal line. Right. I don't know if I've seen that one before. He's never seen it again. He's walking off in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And just in general, that was a, a really strange kind of semi-exciting game between two teams that unfortunately for both of them are, are not going anywhere. The Colts Vegas doesn't know what to do with the over-unders either. I think nine of the last 10 Tampa Bay games have gone over. They really just, I mean, it's in the sixties. You can't do anything about it. I, Are you sure? Should they go? They should go back and check that Tampa Bay is eliminated. I don't. I don't feel it's right, and it's not good for our podcast. Well, the thirty thirty is still there. Thirty All for right. thirty. Chavis <laughs> doing his own thirty for thirty. Yeah, Indy. I bet before the year, the over seven and a half wins. They're six and seven with three games left. We'd be sweating that one out, so. Oh man, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Wait, over seven? What's the what's was, the three games? It was seven and a half. They're at New Orleans next week. And then Monday the last two, home Carolina at Jacksonville. Oh so, man. Not feeling not feeling awesome about that bet. Well, those lo- last two won't be battling for any playoff anything. So let's talk about Ravens Bills. Okay. Lamar, last two games, forty eight passes, two hundred and fifty yards total. Aberration, or is or should we be concerned if if you're a Lamar fan about uh, cold weather Lamar? Uh, no, I don't think. Well, I think what you said last week is 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 a truth that they're gonna they're gonna have to face probably in January. No long threat, so you want that, right? You don't want every drive to be 16 plays, and it can't all be on Lamar's shoulders squarely. But weather last week, uh, tough, tough Bills defense on the road. 
this week. I, the, the funny thing is, I don't think he's going to face defenses like this in the playoffs. Do, do you? I think those might be the two best defenses. Yeah. San I am, Fran uh, and Buffalo, you mean? Yeah, San Francisco and Buffalo. Right. Those, but, although San Francisco didn't look like it today, but they, they had some injuries and that was a weird yeah. game. But just in general, um, hmm. the Bills defense, I thought they were awesome against your team on Thanksgiving. They mm-hmm. really came on as that game went along. And uh, I really liked what they did today. I thought they did a nice job. I know Lamar finished with three touchdown passes, right? But I don't know. I thought they did a good job. I thought they really frustrated him. They really tried to run to get him going in that game. And they had guys always in the right spots, except for a couple times where they slipped up. But yeah, he's my number one. He's he's just dazzling. I, if I need, if I have three hours with a quarterback, I'm watching him over Mahomes. Um, that's just, that's just me. I, I think like, where, where was your rooting interest though, as a Patriots fan? Like when that passed before it's broken up by Peters, bills are going in the tie. Did you, were you relieved? Um, I mean, it was I ne- before your game. So you're forfeiting the one seat if you're rooting for the Ravens. I know, but I, I never felt like the Ravens were going to lose that game. Did you? Yeah. I, I never felt like Buffalo. They don't have that second playmaker. Singletary is. 70% there. And I think mm-hmm. ne- I think there's a chance next year or the year after he can end up being like an Austin Eckler kind of right. guy who can win a game by himself guy. He's not quite year- there yet. And none of their skill position guys, except for Kyle's guys, <laughs> Kyle's guy, John Brown. But even he is like, it, it doesn't seem like they have that one guy. I just, I think of this poor Singletary, like some of his friends going to him like, Hey, the nicest thing that someone said about you, a popular podcast host said that uh, you could be the next Austin Eckler to play your cards right. <laughs> oh, Austin Eckler is really good. <laughs> I, I wish he was on the Patriots Yeah, over Sony Michelle and five carries for eight yards today. I don't understand that, though. Is it, Why does Belichick give up? Like, I was looking at that. I was like, Sony Michelle, I think, had 120 yards against the Chiefs in January. Like, Run him back. This is where Belichick runs his magic. Dude, you still don't want to talk about this game, right? Are we just going to keep pushing this off? I, can I mention Buffalo? Yeah, go ahead. They scored 40 points total against the Patriots, Ravens, and Titans this season. Right, That's yeah. not a good sign for, you know, their their round one hopes, I don't think. The I, round one is looking. It could potentially be the Music City Miracle again, which we kind of we saw this year already, right? Yeah, right now Baltimore and somehow the Pats still have a bye. Mm-hmm. The Pats are ten and three. It does does not feel like ten and three. Right. Then you have the Chiefs with the three seed, Houston, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and right now it'd be Casey versus Pittsburgh, and then Houston versus Buffalo. And you know, I know we'll be doing that when we do guess the lines, but I, I, Buffalo at Houston, I think that's a nice spot for Buffalo. Oh, you're saying if Tennessee doesn't win the division. You are Tennessee. Well, that's the thing. Tennessee plays Houston this week yeah. in Tennessee. And then they play them in two weeks after that. Right. But they could mm-hmm. really grab the division by the balls if they sure. take care of business. We have seven teams. I think everybody else is out. The Browns, Oakland, Colts, they're all six and seven. Denver's five and eight, but they're basically out. But we have- Best five and eight team in a long time, by the way. Denver. Really good. Yep, for sure. Yeah, that's one of those. If you play this season a hundred times, there's at least a couple times they're nine and four right now. Yep. But um, I would say out of the top seven: Baltimore, New England, KC, Houston, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And I know they just kicked my team's butt last week, but I think Houston's the weak link of those seven. 
What do you think? Well, they're definitely, in a way, the least consistent. Like, you're always the, the head scratchers. Like, oh, my God, Hopkins is so talented. Why isn't he open all the time? And, you know, um, yeah, but I wouldn't trust them. I for sure don't trust them. I, I, we, don't, we don't have that Shakey's win yet, right? That would no. be the Shakey's game. Houston hosting um, Buffalo or, or Tennessee uh, hosting Buffalo. So, yeah, well, so I, don't, I don't really trust Houston. They're 8-5. and five. They have at Tennessee next week, at Tampa the week mm-hmm. after, and it's a Saturday game. It's that weird one o'clock. We're supposed to be shopping with our spouses, right? Pretending that football's not on, but we know it is game, right? <laughs> and then Tennessee at home on December 29th. Yeah, that could be zero and three. That could be one and two, two and one. It could be anything with that team. That that was the shocker of the day that Denver score, but it really wasn't. I almost, I swear, I almost texted you that I wanted to bet Denver today. And you've lost so much money in Denver this year. I just, I, I literally held off for that reason. Well, I, here's what I did. I got around that because I thought exactly that. I was like, I can't keep losing money on Denver, but I think this is a hangover game for Houston. They beat up on your team. I bet them under 26 and a half points. And that almost came back to bite me. Oh my God. Because there was a lot of garbage time, lots of garbage time uh, in that game, but they did fall short. So that was good. I, uh, another game, I, I had two games on today, both because of the fantasy league that we're in that I probably watched a little too much of. One was Cleveland, Cincinnati, Yeah, which Cincinnati ran 20 more plays than Cleveland did. Cleveland had 52 plays total. Nick Chubb was running 10 yards a carry, barely broke hundred. Right. That was on. And then the Miami Jets game, cause I was going against, uh, the Jets running back and Miami kicked seven field goals, which I know I've never seen before. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? No, and they, it was like six and like 14 minutes of play or something, right? Right. We had that field goal p- performance, and then we had Koo on Atlanta, who had yeah, 18 points, who was started against you in fantasy. Yeah. 18 yeah. fantasy points and recovered a fumble. Right. So Koo mania. And you think like the Chargers gave up on him after after one game, basically, and now... He's one of the more reliable kickers. I can't kickers. stand it. I can't stand it. And I then, know you. We're gonna have to bring this fantasy thing up at some point. But you were you were out of your mind. What a baby you are today. You're gonna win your game. I'm not gonna win my game. You're up 31, and he has Carson Wentz and the Philly defense. Yeah, and it looks like it's gonna rain tomorrow. They're not both gonna go crazy, right? I mean, all right. Let's try to do this in 45 seconds. Okay. So our league does not have playoff ad ad drops. Hasn't you, had it for as long as we've done this, yeah. So we we voted on a bunch of stuff last year. One of which was if you basically cannot feel the person at a position, you get to add drop somebody right before the game. I I voted no on this rule. I thought it was stupid, but it vote it passed eight to two. You were one of two votes that uh, two people. I just thought away. it was dumb. I was like, let's just have playoff add drops if we're going to do this. The, right. So. The thinking was if you had a kicker, like if you had Adam Vinatieri today and then all of a sudden he's not playing and Chase McLaughlin's in there, you just mm-hmm. get a zero, a kicker, you end up losing your playoff matchup because this kicker didn't start at the last second. Yep. We never for we never for, foresaw a scenario like what happened with the team I'm going against today who has five running backs, four of whom are hurt. Right. Inactive. Yep. Inactive. And... Yesterday Snell is their active running back. The Steelers, I don't even know what number he, I don't think they Snell. gave him a number. Either. He was yeah. negative at one point today. Yeah, so right. he had Snell in place of Connor mm-hmm. and then had Le'Veon Bell who had diarrhea or, or whatever he had Friday mm-hmm. and he's got the red flag. 
I'm not positive Le'Veon Bell was sick. Are we sure he was sick? Or was this I like a fuck you by him? I think just did this to, to get you crazy, but. Maybe. Yeah. So then by Saturday, it's like, all right, well, if he doesn't play, they get to pick up a backup. So they pick up Bilal Powell. Right. Who has like 40 yards in two minutes It's at, when the game <laughs> start. And I'm like, you're going to be fucking kidding me. When that was good the, for like five emails. Bilal, yeah. oh, I was so mad. So bad. So yeah, I, I, it, it's my last year. Until until I return. Two well, I don't believe that. I mean, you, it's been your last year for like last seven or eight. So <laughs> I don't a, believe that. I'm like Hyman Roth. I've been dying of the same heart attack for 20 years. But I want to know what is what's the solution because I always so remember like a decade ago, we had no ad drops in the playoffs. We had a guy who had like Rich Gannon a quarterback, and Rich Gannon was questionable, and he added in the playoffs Tuiasa Sopa. We call that Tuiasa Sopa Gate. And like whoa whoa whoa, you can't do that. Roster's locked week 13 after week yeah. 13. He's like, what the hell? I'm going to take a zero. Like, yeah, you're going to take a zero. So Gannon ends up playing. It's not a big deal. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. Like a decade later, we vote on this because everyone thinks it's too harsh to take a zero potentially. Um, I don't know. What is, what is the answer? Just extend the ad drop period another week, another two weeks. I either think we have playoff ad drops or you're just you have your roster going into the playoffs and that's it you have backup at each position and if you get screwed you get screwed i don't mind that i everyone's told me you're crazy no one does it like that i really don't mind that but as long as this rule was in place i thought you went a little overboard because they would have if there was extended ad drops regardless how many defenses they have they still would have picked up Bilal powell you wouldn't have picked them up no but i, I would have picked up a defense though i actually would have picked up tennessee's defense because i had the bears going against Dallas and I had the Niners against the Saints and I was like, screw it. I ended up getting four points out of a defense and sure. I probably would have taken somebody different. I just think we should have playoff ad drops. Listen, I should be crying here. I'm the crybaby here. I was 10 and three. I was 20 points away from a bye. Instead, I go up against Damashek's crap bag team who's five and eight. They've lost five in a row. I've won five in a row. I scored 120 <laughs> more points than them this year and he slaughters me. He puts in that Fant guy, a tight end, who put up a big zero last week. Instead of dropping him, instead of tip, putting the backup in, he starts him and he goes crazy. And everybody else, Deshaun Watson, garbage time goes crazy. I should be the one Wait, who's crying here. You, you left Eddie at Koo. He got 18 out of oh, Koo. Oh, yeah, Koo. Yeah, he had like 30 from the Koo kicker. Koo uh, scored more points than anyone on your team. I hate it. He scored nine times thing. as many points as Alvin Kamara. There's nothing as unfair as fantasy. I mean, I guess you hear about like kids being born blind. That's 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 right up there. And then fantasy football's second to being unfair in life. I hate it so much. I was it ruined my whole day when they showed Bilal Powell and he's like, Bilal Powell is getting started early. He's got 38 yards. I'm like, what is happening? This guy wasn't on their team 12 hours ago. Ugh. Oh my god, I hate fantasy. You're I was so into it. Ask jerk. Kyle. Don't worry about it. I was rooting. I had to root against. Uh, Travis Kelsey and Snell on the Steelers. And every time Pittsburgh's near the goal line, I was walking right next to the little TV the Steelers game was on, just hoping it wasn't Snell. It's mm -hmm. a, why do we care so much? We win the I league, you win some money, and a couple people send you an email and then it's over. It is weird. It's what it's like what motivates you? You you want to yeah. beat up on your friends, right? I mean, I was in two fantasy leagues, not even the one we're talking about. I'm in the playoffs up 72% to 28% heading into the late afternoon games. And I got crushed. And one of them's a huge league against Clay Travis, who oh, I no. hate, you know, anyway. And I lost that. To, I mean, Phil Rivers had like four years worth of games today. Oh, my God. Well, I have, I'm up 31 points. And they have Wentz in the Philly defense. Yeah. So the irony of this, 
Eli's last start probably oh, ever. Yeah. Eli has one more chance to put the red ball in my mouth and think fucking it. bring the gimp out of the chest and do his <laughs> business with me one last time. Hey, honestly, you know he's going to throw at least three interceptions. Two pick sixes, you're done. One pick six, maybe. Wow, that's right. So I have to sweat out fucking Eli and root for Eli to light up the <laughs> Eagles. The, right, the other good. thing now is, I have something to root for. The that's other thing good. is, Eli is exactly 500 right now. Do you know that? Yeah, no, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I I'd forgotten a about it. retirement. Thing. Yeah. And now he's back. And now if he loses, he he's one under 500 for the rest of his life. How many under 500 before you're yanked from the Hall of Fame consideration? I don't know. Uh, I would say one. I would One's say if he's one under 500. Yeah. Um, uh, we got to take a break. Hey, I haven't told you about State Farm in at least a half hour, just like football. Just like this podcast. When Sal and I get mad at each other, life can be unpredictable. That's why State Farm agents are there to help over 19,000 agents. A local State Farm agent could be just around the block. We might have a State Farm Super Bowl. Rogers Mahomes, it's not inconceivable. It's not inconceivable. Whether you're talking person by phone or through the app, State Farm is there. Go with the one. With coverage and agents, you can count on State Farm. Talk to an agent today. And since we're here, don't forget about the rewatchables. Happy Gilmore coming this week. So subscribe. Or if you subscribed and you haven't listened to the last couple of pods, uh, refresh your feed and then you can hear them. Okay, back to Sal. All right, let's talk Pat's Chiefs really quick. All right, good. I thought you were going to blow by this. I was going to get very upset. Mahomes looks like he's played 45 football games this year. Yeah. That's my first take, just from rooting against him. He seems physically compromised. What was your mm -hmm. take just watching him in that game? Yeah, I thought, I don't think it's been great. Look, he, he beat up on the Raiders, but there were some, we talked about some backyard Brett Farvish kind of nerf plays there that could have gone either way. Obviously, they killed him. Uh, the week before, the Chargers, not as good of defense as the Patriots. That was a one-possession game. I wasn't that impressed with Mahomes. And then uh, kind of the same thing today. Obviously, McCall Harbin, that, that pass ate your team up, and you couldn't come back from that, but not a ton. I don't know. I'm not as not as uh, inspired by Mahomes' play as much anymore. Well, they're home Denver next week at Chicago, home for the Chargers. So pretty easy the rest of the way. They're nine and four. Well, everyone's excited about that, but they still have to go to the Pats and to the Ravens if everything plays out. Like I was telling, like my friend Trevor, our friend Trevor's a big Chiefs family. Like, Maybe you want to lose this one because you're not beating the Patriots twice. The problem is, I think the Pats are going to have a lot of trouble against Buffalo's defense. You think about what the Pats did today, and they and they lost partly because they scored twice in the span of five minutes, and both touchdowns were <laughs> not acknowledged. But <laughs> I feel bad whenever you get boned by the refs. I mean, they, you know, you didn't get tripping calls or anything like that that didn't exist. But we I, had I do feel bad. An obvious fumble that Gilmore was running back for a touchdown that they blew dead for reasons that remain unclear, and then the Nikhil Harry play. I, every time that happens, they they scored a touchdown because they know it's an instant review. And this was the one time all year where the, where the refs were like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just rule them out at the three. They have no challenges left. They're fucked. Well, what's the conversation, too? They had to talk about it. The yeah. refs waving his hands above his head. They usually look at a th the yard line, but then put their arms up for the touchdown. What's the con you, Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Okay, let's mark them down at the three. But you're right. You're exactly right. Don't blow the whistle on a fumble. And call everything a touchdown because that's an automatic review if it's a touchdown. Also, Belichick also, was out of challenges, so it couldn't be reviewed. And react off how the guy's celebrating. 
He dove yeah. for the pylon. He got it and then went nuts because he knew he scored a touchdown. Um, no, I don't know about that. There are some idiots in this league. I don't know if you well, go by that. I don't know. It, it just it was a touchdown. But, to me, it's like call it a touchdown because you the clear and convincing thing is rarely a factor when you're looking at a foot on a sideline, right? It's almost definitely he's in or he's out. You, you, can, you can never really be like, oh, man, it's, as far as the ones that are close, that's not the one. So call it a touchdown if you think his foot was borderline out. And then we we were out of challenges because Belichick had already challenged the play where they didn't get the first down. He was a yard short and Kelsey picked him on the play to get the guy open. Mm-hmm. We lose the challenge in that. We don't have one. I saw Jerome Boger at the beginning of the game. And and honestly, I was like, oh no. Like him and Hockey Lee, you see either of those guys like, oh no. You just know oh, it's going to be a shit show. With both of those guys. Stop it. Do you know what the penalty yards were for this game? No. What were they? 136 to 25. Chiefs 136. Seriously? What are you complaining about? Did, what, what were the two touchdowns that got taken away? What are those I don't count know. for? How about score one of those touchdowns? How about how about on the last thing when I'm it's with fourth it. and three, you run the clock all the way down to one and then you snap it at one? Like, call the timeout there. I you know. don't need that timeout. We had, I thought they're just trying to draw them off sides at that point, which would have been the, the right thing to do. But no, instead they run it all the way down to one, which... Yes, now they are going to anticipate the snap count. You're going to have to get it off quickly. And it was a nice play by the def- the defender there. There was some goofy coaching stuff. They When the Nikhil Harry play got called back, the Pats were completely unprepared and then ran a play that lost four yards. Yeah. It was like they had no idea they were going to have to run another play. It was the same thing when um, Romo was like talking about how they're doubling Julian Edelman. And right. then they threw him a wide receiver screen. He had five guys on him. Now it's second yeah. and twelve. I didn't love the play calling, but the irony of it is they had four big plays in this game, I think. Two were trick plays, <laughs> plays not thrown by Brady. One yeah. was a Brady scramble on fourth and six, which was just an electric moment. Uh, I jumped out of the seat and did a little jig. And then uh, and then the long- way, on the, before you go on from that, I almost feel like he could have scored there. Yeah. These guys are so afraid to touch a quarterback who's yeah. about to slide. You're right. And especially him. I think he. They, everyone gave up at the same time. And then he had the pass interference down the middle to Myers. Those were the four biggest plays they had all game, which brings me to my point. The offense is just not good. Like, like Brady's stats today are alarming. This goes back to what we talked about last week. He threw 36 times for 168 yards. Yeah. That's, that's less than five yards an attempt. And I I don't, nobody's open. 53% over the last four games, which is his worst four game stretch ever right i mean you know me normally i'm betting on the pats in this game coming off a loss yeah oh yeah here we go people are counting us out let's do it and, and like my cowboys they went right down and scored right right but they the block field goal wasn't open all that stuff mm-hmm. i just think offensively they're in a lot of trouble and they're gonna play the wrong defense at some point in one of the rounds and that you know, they, they try to do it today. It was like, back's the law. Okay, here comes Brady. He's going to do his thing. And guys just aren't open ever, you know? And I it, still think they're going to figure it out. I still think I hope you're right, Meyer, man. he's going to make a stud out of one of these guys, Nikhil Harry. I know it, it's hard to see, but you went pretty far last year, right? What, you win like the Super Bowl or something? Week 14, you lost to the Steelers. You scored 10 points. I think week 15, 
You lost to the Dolphins, which is never good. Well, and that's what it's going to have to be is the, is the defense is going to be what's going to have to win the Super Bowl. And I, I think we realized that today because I think the ceiling of this team, I did the Chiefs even have a good defense? Would you, would you call them ab- above average? Is that fair? The Chiefs? Above average defense or average? No. Average? Their secondary is is better than their their uh, running defense for sure, but so at you would go with average, middle yeah, of the pack. Average, yeah. I mean, there were times you could run again. Like this is what I mean. Like Josh Jacobs had like eighty or ninety yards in the first half before the Raiders were por- uh, forced to pass against them last week. I don't know why Tony Michelle, James White. I don't know why they didn't figure that into the game plan more. Well, Kyle and I have the answer for Sony Michelle. Go ahead, Kyle. You went Tom. Sony Michelle's not very good, Tom. What? Yeah. He's not good. How did you guys hear this? He's he's really not. <laughs> we can't throw it to him and he's just he's it's not good. We also we didn't have our center, which was a problem because he loves to do the little yeah. inside runs and stuff. But anyway, listen, the Pats, it's like any other great team. You just assume they're always gonna come back until the bitter end. And you could even feel it today, that fourth and sixth thing. I had friends that were at the game and they said like Gillette was like shaking. Everyone really? was so fucking fired up that he scrambled. That was like his longest scramble in a while. Mm-hmm. And, it, or you know, it's reminiscent of like the Warriors last year against the Rockets where it seems like they should have been done. And then the, the heart of the champ, that whole thing is real. And you could feel it in that game. And then nobody could get open when it, when they really needed it to. So um, I think you're going to be 12 and four at the worst, right? You'll beat Cincinnati this week. And then, I think uh, Buffalo is going to be a huge problem. All right. So like they like the defense will have to win that game because I don't think they I don't think they're gonna be able to get to twenty points against Buffalo's defense. I would prepare for the Chiefs. The next big game is the Chiefs mid January. They're coming to you, and I think you're gonna be fine. You just prepare for that game. Um hey, last year Crown Royal launched the first off the field water break to encourage fans of the game to moderate and hydrate to stay in the game, whether you're watching in the stadium, watching at home or in a bar. Have a great time, enjoy some crown. Just don't be that person that ruins it for everyone. Make the right call and take a water break. So Sal, who made the right call this week or not? You know what? I'm going to give it to the college football playoff committee. Now they rank. It was obvious. It was fairly obvious who the four teams were going to be after Oklahoma beat Baylor. All right. Then you got Clemson, you have Ohio state and you have LSU. And everyone was about to scream that LSU was not number one. And it is the biggest waste of time. And now I'm wasting everyone's time talking about it to decide who should be number one or number two. These teams don't get home field advantage. They don't get anything, uh, any bonus for being number one. Yes, you get to play number four, who's also a good team. But guess what? I don't want anyone to hear about people crying that LSU wasn't number one. Now they are because you have to win two games to be the champion. It doesn't really matter. So good job by you, college football playoff committee for saving us all this anguish and all this nonsense, making LSU number one and Ohio State further down the list. I watched a lot of college football yesterday. I'm just going to say this. Everybody's only allowed four Tom Brady comparisons a game during when Joe Burrow's playing. (laughs) It can't be every five minutes because I actually start to get insulted after a little while. Uh, I think Joe Burrow should be insulted. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see Brady play Wow, that really hurt. Uh, they're comparing to vintage old school Tom Brady. But yeah, it's like, all right, settle down. Tom Brady has six Super Bowl titles. He's as good as he could be right now. Uh, where where he, he works the clock great. He's he scrambles. Great. He's faster than guys who look like they're much he's faster. He's so than good. 
He's he's terrific. Isn't he like a year older than Lamar Jackson? I think he is. I think they're like the same age or something. Jesus. Yeah, fo- football was fun last night. Um, For my great call, so we did, John, I bet uh, Andy Ruiz a million dollar picks on oh, Thursday. Yeah. It was very exciting. He was plus 170. I couldn't believe he was an underdog. Mm-hmm. Then we get intelligence um, through through the form of the weigh-in, which is yeah, very official, <laughs> that he was actually 16 pounds heavier than the last fight. So, you know, we've been around the block with boxing, both of us. This is a huge red flag. So naturally, I tell you, I want to bet on Andy Ruiz. I'm not scared of the weight gain. It can't be that big of a deal. It had to have happened for a reason. And I parlayed him with the Titans. And uh, oh, that's right, you did. And yeah. um, and it turned out the weight gain was actually a very big deal because he could not move. He was so heavy that he could not chase Anthony Joshua, really two feet to the left, much less <laughs> around the ring. And uh, and Joshua just did circles and threw a jab, mixed it up two times, did what it what he had to do to win the fight. And I've really never felt dumber ever betting a boxing fight than that. So it's the opposite of the great call of the week. Me actually not being dissuaded by the uh, the Ruiz weight gain. I've learned my lesson. Weight gain, or do you? I mean, this is going to sound like I'm making a joke, but I, I felt like he wasn't hungry in this fight. Like he wasn't. He just didn't care. He was just like, all right, I hit the lottery. Whatever. Didn't he buy like two Maseratis or something? He did does a bit with Guillermo on Jimmy Kimmel Live where he's looking at like naked photos of himself. Not very focused and just like, all right, I'm going to stay on my feet. And, um, you know, uh, it was kind of, it went the way you thought the first fight probably should have gone before the first fight. Like domination on the cards and that was that. Right? It was the Buster Douglas thing all over again. Sure. Which is on Thursday, I was like, I don't think this guy's going to be the next Buster Douglas. Like, oh, well, he actually, he turned out to be the next Buster Douglas. Just for my, we're going to know each other, hopefully for a few more decades. The next time this happens, let's bet on the other guy. Okay. When they, when the long shot guy wins the title and then puts on 15 to 20 pounds for the rematch, let's bet on the other guy. Let's do that. I'm going to write that down somewhere. Is it, yeah, put that down, put that down on your eternal gambling advice for the rest. Put that in your book. You know what? I think that's just good advice in general for our picks. Uh, bet on the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the most frustrating part was he really only fights hard for one round. And then they interview him after and it was, and it was like, Andy, what happened out there? He's like, you know, I think I gained too much weight. <laughs> he, he says it to Chris Mannix or whoever, whoever was the uh, the guy in the ring. Yeah, right. I, I, you know, in retrospect, maybe putting on all this weight was a mistake. It's like, Yeah. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> anyway, that that was the uh, Crown Royal, not the right call this week. Crown Royal reminds everyone this football season to take a water break and moderate to stay in the game. Sal, this was the first time doing the lines today. I actually got sad. Why? Why is that? It's week 15. We're getting it's close. Game. We yeah. only have seven, seven weeks of this left. I know. I know. it. You can't think of it like that. What do you, you mean? You think about of it like that all the time. I think of it as uh, only three more Cowboys games, and then I get excited. Is this your last Thursday Fox thing? This is it. Yeah, there's no more uh, Thursday games after this. It switches to Saturday. Jets at Ravens. Going I think out with a bang. I think you you should push them to give you an extension, like a coach. I don't oh, think really? you should be in limbo. Yeah. Thank you. You think I've earned it? I, I think know. you've earned it, and I think they should do the right thing. Okay. 
You did a whole whole sketch on the clapper last week. He was just clapping in Chicago. um, Fueled by the ringer that was uh, that that came up from the ringer, old ringer days, and um, and now it's uh, I got a lot of good feedback from it. Thursday night, last one. Not, I wouldn't say this one's going out with a bang. No, I know. I was joking. Ravens, Giants, uh, Ravens, uh, Jets. Ravens, Giants would have been bad too. Ravens against a team from New York. Mm. So on the bright side, a lot of Lamar. Get to talk yeah. about Lamar, 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 and Lamar. The Baltimore fans will be fired up. And uh, unfortunately, the game will not be good. I think the Ravens will be favored by 13 and a half points. That's exactly what I said. And we were off a point. It's 14 and a half. <sighs> that makes sense. Not trusting the Jets who blew a, uh, I didn't have, you had that on. I didn't have that on, but apparently the Dolphins came all the way back. Well, and then the Jets won at the end. Right. Yeah. And then Flores was mad because they got screwed on a call in the last minute. He came out to yell at the ref and I actually was frightened. It was the, I think the angriest I've ever seen a head coach after a game mm. without actual physical contact. Yeah. I don't know what to do with this game. Like from the Fox perspective, I don't know what the angle is like. Can you do well, Baltimore and the jets faced off in super bowl three. Can you do that? It's not the same Baltimore. It's not the Colts, but it is Baltimore. I don't know yeah. how you can reminisce or make this uh, nostalgic. Were you going to be, are you going to be in Baltimore? To no, film I'm the not bit? going that last week was my last travel week. Oh, that's good. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I think you just make fun of Jets fans. When in doubt, make fun of the Jets fans. Yeah, that's it. Jets have one fewer game win than the Cowboys, by the way. Son of a Is that true? Yeah. Five and eight. So if so if Sam didn't get sick, you could make a case the Jets would be in the playoff hunt? They could they'd be at least six and set, right? Yeah. Jesus. I can't believe this is the Sunday marquee game. I I crunched all the games multiple times. I kept saying this can't be true, but it's true. We're going to the AFC South for the Sunday marquee game. Wow. Titans, Texans. It's a division championship game, potentially. I guess it is. You're right. One of these teams will be in the playoffs. Kudos to the Titans. We've been praising them week after week here on the BS. I did my State Farm Safe Bet of the Week about the Titans on Thursday. Um, Really good job all the way around. Today had had the feel of a game where it started to feel a little trap game-ish. The Raiders kept coming down and scoring. And it was yep. like, oh, man, maybe they were thinking about next week. And then they just took care of business. And Tannehill has been really, really, really good. They're already Let talking about when extension. When do we have to apologize to Ryan Tannehill? Did now. Pass? Are we two weeks removed from no. that? Or Now. Let's do it. Oh, we have to do it now? I apologize to Ryan Tannehill. All right. I don't know what I said, but I apologize for it. No, we, we, we've said a lot. Uh, yeah, all right. I apologize to him, too. I think he's been really good. He's been rejuvenated and reborn. I'm happy for Mike Vrabel. And I think that team is better than Houston. So. 21 for 27, 391, three touchdowns, one interception. A.J. Brown's a star right now. Uh, Derrick Henry goes to the locker room forever and comes back and still has over 100 yards. Six out of seven, as hot as any team. Uh, I guess the Ravens are just as hot. But And two throws that were really great. One was the 91-yarder to A.J. Brown where mm-hmm. you know the team is confident in their offense when they run the play they ran, where they were like, fuck it. You know, you just think, oh, they're going to keep running Derrick Henry and try to get right. a first down. And they actually looked at it like, oh, this is actually a good advantage for us. Let's go Let's go over the top with AJ. And they got it. And then that touchdown he threw when he was scrambling to the right and he threw across his body to the left side of the end zone, that was yeah. just a great football play. Yeah. Like if Aaron Rodgers had made that play, everybody would have been like, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Wow, he did it again. Right. 
And Tannehill, that was as good as any play that any really good quarterback would make. So. All right, we apologize. What else All do right. we have to say? I'm sorry, Ryan Tannehill. I don't remember what I said. Titan, <laughs> Titans three and a half over the Texans. All right, you're going to get it. I went low. I still didn't, uh, as much as I apologize, didn't believe in the Titans. Didn't think Vegas would. It's uh, exactly three. I went one and a half, so you get it. No, I'm betting that tonight. Just telling you now. You like the Titans, huh? I do. Screw again. Like we said, they play in two weeks from Sunday. So here's the other thing with the Titans. Have they ever had a quarterback who can do the things Tannehill's been doing the last six weeks? I know they had Steve McNair, who was great, but he was a different type of quarterback. They just sat through what four years of Mariota? Yeah. Who are the other quarterbacks? I can't even remember. Uh a lot of a lot of lot of crap, right? Yeah, a lot of guys with initials or first names. I, I don't know. I couldn't even. I think the they're Titans quarterbacks. If you're a Titans fan, you've got to be out of your mind right now. You have a it's real very chance. exciting. This home game, I can't even imagine what the crowds are going to be like. Yeah, yeah, this is one of those, one of those uh, where I think their home field will actually really matter in this game. Vince Young, obviously, Vince Young was Kerry Collins. Then the Hasselbeck, the Jake Lockers, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Jake but, Locker. I forgot about him. Yeah, there's a little Fitzpatrick, and they've had a lot of bad quarterbacks. Zach Mettenberger. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I have three watchable games for us. First one, Packers-Bears. It's in Green Bay. The Trubiskaholics, we had to take their keys Thursday night. <laughs> they they were getting super frisky. Just, just be careful. Be careful with Mitch. You could have you could have one drink at the wedding, but don't go back to the bar. <laughs> um, I would be not optimistic about his chances against Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. But th- then again, if Green Bay does the thing where they play really well for 17 minutes and then just hold on the rest of the game, who the fuck knows? Sure. I have Green Bay by six and a half. You went high. I went even higher. I said eight and a half. It's only five. You get it. Hmm. Now, this was the first game of the year. This was September 5th. This was yeah. the Thursday night opener. And Green Bay, it was a lackluster affair. Green Bay won, what, 10-3 to 3 or something? And was everyone was awful. like, oh, what's wrong with the Bears? How does that happen? Yeah. And now we think Green Bay is so much better than Chicago, even better than Vegas thinks. Still no, not, not, not 100% sold on Green Bay. Yeah. That would be a pretty soft two seed. Chiefs, Broncos, and Kansas City. I put this in the watchables because I think the Broncos have earned it. I, even though they're five and eight, I think they're an incredibly watchable five and eight team. They've been involved yeah. in a lot of fun games. They uh, they've had injuries to major guys that seemed like that should have just ended their season, and it did not. And uh, and these games are always fun. But I have the Chiefs favored by nine and a half. Oh, I had eleven, and it's twelve. Oh my god! Um, now this is one of the few games that the Broncos didn't compete in. They lost thirty to six, middle of October to this Chiefs team, but. 12. Yeah, they're going to want to, they're going to play tough, Denver, but I just don't think that quarterback, he threw an interception. It was going to be, I don't know. I thought they had that game in hand. And then it was Drew Locke uh, unlocked the game for him. And um, the Texans almost came back a little bit. One thing I'll say on the Chiefs, really bad batch of running backs because of all the injuries. Yeah. You know, they had Spencer Ware out there. Spencer Ware got waived in training camp, they said. And then I guess has been just home like us the last three months. And yeah. then all of a sudden was getting major run in this Chiefs Patriots game. They, they, he doesn't seem like 
either I know McCoy's been banged up, but he doesn't seem like he totally trusts him. They have 17 guys named Williams, all of whom are either hurt or terrible. <laughs> and uh that Darwin Williams, I think they were counting on a little bit this year. He had a huge drop in the first half and we didn't really see him again. But I think Spencer it's where I, I think Spencer Ware lives in in Andy Reid's basement or maybe the room underneath the basement. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're eventually gonna need you at some point in the year. So don't go too far. We're gonna we're gonna chain you down here. All right. No, I think he's in the guest house, like Cato Kalen. Is that what it is? He's yeah, in the back. He's in Cato. Yeah. But I think it's hard for them to to extend leads because they can't run the ball. That was the biggest reason the Pats hung around sure. today. Last one, Cowboys, Rams. I to me, this is watchable in um a train wreck kind of a way, but also has the potential to be a good one. You have Dallas. I, every game is do or die now at this point for you. You have the Rams who are really starting to feel good about themselves again, which is usually a recipe for disaster if you bet on Jared Goff. You have Goff on the road. Um, I don't know what the fuck to make of your team. I don't know how Jason Garrett's still the coach. <laughs> it feels like Cowboys by three. Oh, you did do that. See, you were um, you're going to get it. I said Cowboys by one and a half. It's exactly three. You were very surprised that they were favored over the Bears and it turned out to be correct that they shouldn't have been, but they continue to give the Cowboys respect. I don't know. I saw that Rams team. Like, this isn't a team that the Cowboys could beat right now, but maybe maybe we don't get tonight's version of the Rams on Sunday. I think the Cowboys and Lamar, they just add a field goal to the line. Is that what it is? Yeah, because everyone loves Lamar, and they know they have so many Dallas fans and so many Dallas people who think they're going to come back that that's just how they do it. Barely look, watchable. Look, as I wait, hold on. Let me ask you yeah. something. Do you remember Jerry Jones back in the the Jimmy Johnson, the Switzer days, the day that were, uh, when they were winning? Do you remember him doing this many press conferences? Did he do it that much, or was it? Is it just we remember it now more because it's 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 while well, it's happening now, and they're coach. We just want to find different ways to see how he defends the coach. Do you, did he do it as much back then? I just think people lose their mind when they hit their mid seventies, when they're yeah. public figures, as as we're seeing with the election right now with everybody who's running. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I just, I just because think, everyone's like, that's why they're losing because he's doing press conferences. Nah. Like, no, they won't. No, they're not. They used to win. They used to do press conferences all the time. But he here's my theory. I think he feels really good about. He got a lot of positive attention for the Amari Cooper trade, yeah. right? Cause he took a lot of shit for that. And then mm -hmm. that trade really turned out well. And then he pulled off the Z contract thing. It just seems like his chest is at, chest is out a little bit. He's kind of like, yeah, I'm the man. And I think the, yeah, he, maybe he is the man, but Jason Garrett, but did he, do they have an agreement that Garrett say, look, we're not, we're not cooked until we lose to the Eagles. Just please give me that chance, please. <laughs> well, you know, Mallory was on my pod on Thursday. She mm -hmm. was throwing Lincoln Riley's name out a lot. Yeah. Would you be excited about that? He's up there. I mean, he's they, they have the same names mentioned. Lincoln Riley, Urban Meyer, all, all the same uh, guys. Harbaugh's thrown up in there. Yeah, I would do it. But, you know, he's not a guy that's going to bend over to Jerry, you know. Now you're bringing the guys we talked about, Switzer and Jimmy Johnson, who he kind of swore off since then because they give him too much trouble. But um, he's getting up in age, and he might think, all right, how many, what, I have a half dozen years left? Maybe if I'm lucky, maybe more. I don't know. we got to win soon. Well, Urban Meyer would be good because he couldn't have a scandal because you're allowed to pay your players in the pros. Oh, there you go. No, that'd be, I mean, he, that's his Achilles heel, right? He can't run a team without getting into a scandal. I, listen, he's you a You can't Fox have a scandal guy. with the Cowboys. I can't say anything. Fellow Fox. You can't guy. say anything? I'm just talking about it as a coach. He's fellow a, Fox. I share, practically share a dressing room with him. What am I going to do? 
he's he's really good on College Game Day, whatever that yeah, show's called. What's what's your show called? The, uh, I think that's what it is. The Stoner Show. They that's it right, won in the ratings up. last week. Really good. Yeah. Stone's on fire. Won the title. He's the host of the popular show. It's crazy. The barely watchables have four. Tampa Bay is at Detroit. Jameis can never dip below barely watchable. The Lions, however, can. <laughs> so I, I compromise between the, the two. The Lions are pulling them down. Yeah. I had the uh, Bucks by four and a half. All right. You're, yeah, you're going to beat me this week. Uh, I had two and a half. It's four. I should have gone higher. I forget about this Jameis. other plow guy that he's playing. That, that's all I need to know, right? 30 for 30, Jameis. <laughs> Vikings are at the Chargers. Chargers won by 35 in a game that one person saw. Right. I have the Vikings favored by four. All right, I get this one. I said three and a half. We were both heavy here. It's only two and a half. So that's a mistake, and here's why. There's more Vikings fans out there than people realize. For sure. It's definitely a generational team along the lines of Steelers, Cowboys, et cetera. And I think there's going to be a lot of Minnesota fans It doesn't there. even matter who the team Yeah, it's always more. And uh, the Charger fans are wearing Vikings jerseys now. This is, you figure there's 20,000 Minnesota fans here, probably some Minnesota fans making the trip because it's December. Yeah. Little West Coast trip. I have newsflash for the Vikings fans coming here for the game. The weather's been awful here. So enjoy your 80 degree uh, trip that where it's going to be 50. Exactly. But at least Let you win the game. This. this was initially the Sunday night game. They flexed it out for yeah. Pittsburgh, uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Do you think they factored that in that that it's just weird to show all Vikings fans in a in a Chargers home game for that first swooping shot? Probably, yeah. Because it's not like Pittsburgh Buffalo is like that better of a game. No, and you know you're gonna get aside from today, you're gonna get a last second meltdown from Philip Rivers. What's better TV than that? Mm. Next one: 49ers, Falcons. Niners are home. I had nine and a half for the 49ers. All right, I had ten and a half. I'm coming back here a little. It's eleven. Oh, that's high. Falcons you know are what I'm throwing make the ball. This week. You're not going to like it, but I'm going to make you make a three-team teaser. You can put the Niners in there? I think we can put the Niners in there. We're going to put the aforementioned Ravens in there. And you're scared of the you're scared of the Chiefs, but there's yeah, another I'm not one doing coming that. up. I'm not we'll doing the to. Chiefs. Last one, Seahawks are at Carolina. Carolina fired their coach. So long, Riverboat Ron. We'll oh, miss man. you. It looks like they're going to clean house and then some. That's this is also a Lincoln Riley possible destination. They got killed today. I have the Seahawks by five and a half. Uh, I get this. I said seven. It's six and a half. Yeah, you're winning. Look at you. That could be a decent one too. Do you see them losing two in a row? From what I saw from the Seahawks today, I'm going to be frightened to bet on them again. No, I know, but Carolina, they figured it out. You hold, you hold McCaffrey to one thirty total. You're good, right? <laughs> That's it. We're taking out uh, one more break. Hey, let's talk about Square. They make that little white credit card reader that helps businesses take payments like Kyle's Barber, Fernando, my son, Ben. I'm going to get into this later in Parent Corner, but my son, Ben, finally used Fernando and uh, and it went wonderfully. And then guess what my wife did at the end of it? She paid for the haircut with Square. Square is so much more than just the white card reader. Let's say you're open a retail shop. You're going to want a decent looking register. You probably want to sell your stuff online. You're going to need to stay on top of your inventory. Maybe you want to sell custom gift cards to your store. Square can help with all of that. And it's not just retail. Square can help you no matter your type of business, whatever it is. They can help 
See all the ways Square can take your business from square one to whatever's next at square.com slash go slash BS. You can even be like Fernando. Square.com slash go slash BS. All right. The poop fecta is five deep. We start with the Pats. Thank God they're playing Cincinnati today. Cincinnati looked okay in that Cleveland game. They definitely are able to move the ball offensively and do some stuff. And uh, this... This just feels like one of the more depressing Pats Road games, road games in a while. Because there's not a lot of people at the Cincinnati game. I'm sure there's not a lot of Pats fans in Cincinnati. And uh, just a weird one. Yeah. I have the Pats by 10 and a half. And I, I, I think this should be thrown in the teaser basket. Yes, it is. You, you get it. I went 12 and a half. Um, it's 10. Pats, Ravens, 49ers. Who blows that? Come on. That's a win. Isn't week 15 the week that we say every year we have to be afraid of? I thought it was 14. We should look back and see. Is it I 15? thought it was 15. Well, let me just say this. So it's all Brady, Brady, Brady. But if you lose the 1-12 in 12 Bengals, it's Belichick, right? So in a way, he's going to try harder than, than he's tried all year. Well, the real incentive is if Cincinnati... I thought they tried too hard in the game today. If if they win one more game this year, they should fire everybody. Because that oh, this Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. this this guy is a game changer. They can't fuck this up. They have the inside track on him now. You can't win another game. Right. Throw those last three away. John, yeah, it feels like Tate and Mixon are limping off every play anyway. So might, yeah, as, well, have might them, as well make it official. Throw them year. in the blue tent and then just duct tape them to it. Right. Exactly. Giants, Dolphins in New York. I have the Giants by three. And you're going to get it. I don't know why I went so high here. I said four and a half. It's three and a half. Dolphins Awful are... Awful game. Dolphins are half decent. Hmm? Dolphins are half decent. For, for Out of the bad teams, like they... They're at, half decent? Like, so five of their 11 offensive players are decent? No, I mean, for if you're talking bad teams, they at least try and they're well coached. Which is yeah. more 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 than we have with some of the ones we're about to mention. <laughs> Eagles are in Washington. It just seems like the Eagles play somebody shitty every week. And yeah, I, it does. And there's going to be just an incredible number of of uh, Eagles fans at this game. I have the Eagles by nine. No, I got this exactly. I said six. Oh wow. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't trust them. Okay, I don't play. They're them. not that good. They just beat lost to the half decent Dolphins. I know. I thought in a weird way the Redskins are actually, when they're home, it's actually should actually affect the line for the road team more than. No, really? You know what I mean? Because it's so depressing, their home games. <laughs> their fans are so bummed out. Philly won 32 27 at home the first week of the year. Yeah. This could be close. Raiders are home for the Jaguars. Raiders technically not out of it, but it feels like they, they've gotten just annihilated the last three games. I have the uh, Raiders by five. Yeah, you hit it exactly. I said three and a half. Let's count these up. Three, four, five, six, seven. That's a eight, bad one, game. Two, three. Oh, no. Eight, six? You're up eight, six? Well, I'm, I'm probably going to lose this next one. There's three left. Browns, Cardinals in Arizona. Let's see if let's see if Freddie can keep Nick Chubb under 12 carries again. <laughs> I have uh, the Browns by one and a half in Arizona. All right, I get this one. I said three. It's two and a half. Hmm. There was a whole Baker got in trouble again today. He was talking about Odell had a hernia and their training staff kind of messed it up. 
And he uh, apologized for throwing them under the bus. And then right? he apologized for throwing them under the bus. But it's like, you know, if we were in Jimmy Kimmel when the first year we were on Kimmel's show, and if you'd given a press conference after the show and had said, you know, that our talent bookers have just really screwed this show up. We can't get any guests. <laughs> and then you uh, had another press conference five minutes later apologizing for throwing them under the bus. Would they forgive that right away or are they just going to feel like they were still thrown under the bus? Interesting. Well, you remember the documentary was that the New York Times did and every department threw the other department <laughs> under the bus. Yeah, that- <laughs> The first year. That was the first year. If you push someone under the bus and they get run over by the bus and then you're like, hey, man, I'm sorry I pushed you under the bus. Right. But I just got run over by a bus. Am I supposed to feel better at that point? I don't know. That's a good question. Tough Maybe one. Maybe did CarMax give Kyle a bus? I don't know. <laughs> CarMax know bus. <laughs> rough year for Baker. I'm not sure the endorsements are going to be trickling in this summer. I would love to stop talking about this. Yeah, team. let's stop talking about it. No, is, I mean, is it possible? What do they have to go like they, six and ten? And then we we still have to talk. I mean, no. I, well, I'll, I'll say this one more thing. But Odell talks like he doesn't have a contract, right? He has another year. Is this just how it goes? Like the Kyrie Irving's and the Odell Beckham's? Like, all right, I'm moving on. I, I'm I'm happy to say it in the middle of the season too. Yeah, I think that's how it goes. Weird. Come to New England, Odell. Sunday <laughs> night flexed. Steelers, Bills in Pittsburgh. This will be a really, really, really fun, fascinating glimpse at what we might be in store for round one. I had the Steelers by two and a half. That's exactly what I said. And it's one. So does that mean you win because we tie? Yeah, Six, seven, you're eight, done. Nine, I, I knocked you off. No, I have eight. You have nine. We have one left. Yeah, this Pit- Bill Steelers, I don't see a lot of points. I, I, don't, I don't trust Duck. I think they barely won that game. Did you watch that Arizona game? Like I, Kyler Murray really screwed up a couple. Like not even rookie screw ups. Like what are you what are you doing? You could run for a first down on third and two from the six, and then he throws a pick in the interception. Or in it was worse zone. than that. It seemed like he could have run for the touchdown. Yeah, he definitely could have gotten the first down for sure. But yeah, he's a rookie QBs and rookie point guards. You got to be super careful. But um, he does a lot of dumb stuff. Mm. And I don't know how much of that is coaching or whatever, but he makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And it's a team that it's pretty frisky. Like they're always kind of hanging around in these games, right? Yeah. Even that game today, it was 23-17. It really felt like they were going to come back. It's a good one. That Thursday nighter against San Francisco, they, they were in that game. But there's always a dumb play that takes them out of it. Monday night, Saints-Colts. It's in New Orleans. Going for the tie here. I think the Saints are going to be favored by seven points. I get it. I said seven and a half. It's eight. Ah, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Nice. Jesus, I bl- I choked on that. Me. Why is it? Now eight? wait a minute. Is this is this a is this a teaser game? Mm. Is Ty play? It depends on Ty. If yeah, Ty is playing. Really? I just think with Ty, they're a good team. They just wondered when do we get back to the Saints score thirty at home, no matter what. Is that is that over with? Might it might have started today. Yeah. Um, as always, Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Simply the better way to buy a great used car. CarMax makes it easy, so easy, so easy, so easy. Nephew Kyle did it. Yeah. 
He started at CarMax.com. He explored over 50,000 CarMax certified vehicles nationwide. The search filters made it easy to figure out what his budget was, right? Yeah. You did this for how many days in a row? Like three? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kept shifting around, deciding. Then he found a Ford Mustang. He was interested in. baby, V8. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Little convertible. He was... He, he was curious to test drive it. It was shipped for free from Oxnard CarMax to the more convenient location for him in Burbank for a test drive. I accompanied him actually on Saturday. It was super easy. Kyle felt confident because it was CarMax certified. You've noticed online, the car came with a new pair of tires. I did notice what's, that. What's better than that? Uh, Kyle went to the store. He met sales consultant, Kobe Morgan. My guy. Who I didn't trust right away because his name was Kobe and I'm a Celtics fan, but he turned out, yeah, he was a Pats fan, turned out to be great. He liked my hat. Uh, He showed Kyle the Mustang, took him on a test drive. They discussed the pros and cons. Kyle liked the Mustang. He wanted to learn about the financing options. At that point, I left. Kobe and Kyle, (laughs) I was like, I'm out of here. I I wanted to watch the Ruiz fight. Kobe (laughs) and Kyle determined the down payment, did the credit application, walked through all the options, including Max Care. An optional service plan that Kyle could add for additional coverage after CarMax's 90-day, 4,000, whatever comes first, limited warranty. Um, I'll tell you the rest of the story after Parent Corner, but you can stop by your local CarMax for written details and discover how easy car buying can be at CarMax. All right, we're going to finish that story right after we do Parent Corner. Sal, you have the floor. All right, this is not going to make me look too good, but none of them do, so it doesn't really matter. So um, my son is wrestling. He's a ninth grader. Every week or so, he has like a novice tournament somewhere different. This week, it was in Santa Monica. Now, here's the thing. There's no buses for the freshman and sophomore. So they have to get to the wherever it is on their own. So luckily, uh, my wife has to drop him off at the school. He's carpooling um, at 6.15 in the morning. And he gets to Santa Monica. He weighs in. He's been wrestling for like three weeks. He doesn't have many skills other than what I've taught him and, and through a few practices. And he's heavy. He's like six foot one. He's 153, 155 pounds. And so he's wrestling all sophomores pretty much. So it, it's it's been a rough road. And he gets there. And the way they do weight classes out here, you don't get like, it, you know, it, where, when I grew up, it was 132, 138, 145. And I think it's like that here too once you get to varsity. But here, when you get to the tournament, they take all the kids in a pool and they bracket him off like every 15 pounds. So he was in the 150 to 166 weight class. He's 153 because he overate on Thanksgiving. So now he's wrestling older kids, bigger kids, more skilled kids, <laughs> 13 pounds. So I was like, all right, call me when they call the 120-pounders, and I drive over to Santa Monica. So he, I, I said, text me. So he texts me. I get there, and he's about to wrestle. And he gets flattened in the second period. Like the kid obviously had more. It was like very low center of gravity. He was closer to 170 than 150. It wasn't even close. So he comes up and he's like, "Uh, I think that's it. I was like, oh shit, you're quitting? And he says, no, no, no. I think that's it. It was double elimination. I already lost earlier. I was like, what are you talking about? You just called me. What did you wrestle 10 minutes ago? He's like, yeah, I wrestled like 25 minutes ago. I was like, what is this, a WWE? Don't they give you a, what is this? This is dumb. He's like, I was like, so what happens now? There's no bust. And he's like, well, I should stick around. I was like, yeah, I think you should stick around. Watch the rest of your kid, the, the tournament. So I call uh, my wife. I'm like, hey, no reason to come out here. It looks like Archie's done for the day. And she's like, oh, I wanted pizza in Santa Monica. Joe's Pizza. You've been there, right? Yeah. One of the best. It's great. And I was like, all right, I don't care. I'm out here. If you want to make the drive, that's fine. Um, we watch a few more matches. The tournament ends. We go to Joe's Pizza. 
Um, he's down in the dumps. We order a pie, half pepperoni, half cheese. It's great. And uh, I have uh, one slice. I'm about to have my second slice. And um, a homeless man, the homelessness is, is crazy in Santa Monica. He walks in and asks, he's like, can I have a slice of pizza? And there's three slices left. It's one pepperoni, two regular. And uh, my son, Archie, is like, oh, yeah, of course, and hands him the pepperoni. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I want the pepperoni. <laughs> and now we have a Curb Your Enthusiasm moment <laughs> where everybody, not only my family, but everyone in the place is looking at me. And I was like, I want I want the pepperoni. I don't mind parting with a slice, but it just uh, – and now, like, the homeless guy is looking at me like, come on, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't even know that he likes pepperoni. It was just offered the pe- – right? If he didn't make uh, say that it, he preferred pepperoni, why are we offering the, the pepperoni? But anyway, Archie gives me the look. Everybody gives me the look. I'm like, all right, I'm beat now. And uh, he walks off with the pepperoni and, like – by the way, I'm very, I'm very uh, charitable. A Giving Tuesday, I, uh, you know, I donated a ton, but and I could have just bought another slice for another two two dollars and fifty cents. But was I wrong to want the pepperoni in that instance? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely you should ask everyone else at the table if they want the pepperoni. Thank you. Would okay. have been my move. Yeah. Right. Okay. So okay. it sounds like it was a really fun car ride home after that. <laughs> it was really good. Well, it's my father's a lunatic <laughs> <laughs> taking pepperoni from the homeless guy. I'm worried about homeless people's clogged arteries. I, I think I should take the pepperoni. Jesus, you better. <laughs> uh, so I was on the phone the other night and, uh, and my wife and my daughter were downstairs in the kitchen and my son came down the stairs and he was crying. So we thought he, he was crying. He was holding the back of his head. And we're like, oh my God, like he fell off the bunk bed or he fell doing mm-hmm. a wrestling move or he jumped off the, off the dresser and <laughs> onto his wrestling dummy. Like all the, all the usual things you do to get hurt. Now he, he hadn't gotten a haircut in a long time mm-hmm. and his hair is like, Kyle, it's, it's, cra- his hair was crazy. Yeah. It was getting unruly. It was, it was just, I, I can't even describe how long it was and out of control it was. And, and you can get away with this in California. And he decided he was getting a mullet in the back. So he, he took, he took the scissors like you would use to, you know, to, to cut paper or something. Mm-hmm. And he tries to cut the mullet in the, the, what he thought was like a mullety in the back. And then he didn't do it even. And then he went to the right. And then all of a sudden he had basically cut. Now it looks like, now he looks like Mo from the three stooges in the back <laughs> and and he's crying. He's like, I, bet I ruined my hair. And we're like, Ben, are you serious? Like, how, how freaking vain are you right now? I was like, I ruined my hair. <laughs> Super upset. And uh, and it's inconsolable. So then Carrie's like, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. And they go upstairs. And they come back down. And she's she comes down first and gives us the look, me and Zoe, the look like, whatever you do, don't start laughing. Like that, that <laughs> look. So we're like, okay. So he comes down and we're like, oh, it looks good. It looks good. It looks terrible. It looks, honestly, looks like he has, he's a 12 year old with a toupee. (laughs) So, so about 10 minutes in, I just can't take it. And I start making fun of him. He gets super upset. (laughs) He runs upstairs. So then the next, next two days, he goes to school wearing a ski cap. So his whole back of his head. But the ski caps pulled down so you can't see that like his toupee shelf back of his head. <laughs> so then Carrie takes him to 
somebody, somebody close to us, like somebody close to our house to just get like a, a psychologist. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it probably should have been a salon. That's like in our neighborhood just to quickly like fix it up. So it looks mm -hmm. better. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to fix them and fix them. So like, all right, great. Well, I think, I think we should just cut it. He's had crew cuts before he's had, he's, you know, tight cuts, whatever, just cut it, start over. She's like, no, no, the, she can fix it. So he comes back and now it's like a bull haircut. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm dying. I'm calling him Dorothy Hamill. Remember Dorothy Hamill's oh, haircut no. from the 1976 Olympics? <laughs> and we're Probably calling doesn't him, hurt his feelings because he has no idea. No, because now, because he's actually a good ball buster. So now he's making fun of himself and, and he's just wearing a cap every day. And we're calling him Dorothy and I'm calling him Cagney and Lacey and all these different things. He doesn't even get the jokes. I'm right. making myself laugh. And uh, and so he has that going for a couple of days. And then finally, Kyle steps in and takes him to Fernando the Barber, Kyle's Barber. What did he think mm -hmm. about it? And, and Ben actually ends up this Saturday, yesterday, with a, with a pretty cool haircut. I think oh, it okay. went well. It was it was a four day odyssey, <laughs> but the important lesson here is uh, don't cut your own hair. Right. Yeah. For those it of you scoring at home, tears. But a for a girl, for sure, and for a boy, yeah, it's it's bad. In his defense, hmm. it, the back of his hair was completely mangled. It actually looked like it, like a hate crime had been committed. Like somebody <laughs> had jumped on him on the sidewalk and cut the That's back his of his defense. hair. <laughs> So anyway, so there you well, go. Well, doesn't he's had a mohawk before, right? That's the thing. He's had a mohawk. He's had crew cuts. He's had all this yeah. stuff, but yeah. um, he's just he's just lost his mind. <laughs> um, hey, I got to finish the Carmax story because we went to Kyle and I oh, went yeah. to Carmax on Saturday to look at this Mustang. At Carmax, the price is based on the car, not your negotiation skills. No haggling, no pressure to buy. Kyle was surprised by how easy and hassle free the whole car buying experience at Carmax turned out to be. They covered him with a seven-day money-back guarantee. He had a full. He has a full week. We're in it right now to make sure every little thing about the Mustang was just the way he likes it. Came with a limited warranty, which covers mm. the vehicle's uh, major systems for ninety days of four thousand miles, whichever comes first. Max Care service. Did you get that for additional oh, coverage? You know I got that. Yeah, you got that as well. My pass. Yeah. And uh, the whole thing was really easy. Have you gone on that site, Sal? No, I haven't yet. Yeah, you go. You just put in your budget what kind of car you're looking for, okay. and. Kyle was basically like, what kind of convertible can I drive down Melrose and smoke cigarettes in? And that popped up. That popped up. Really? Seven, eight choices. American. Um, yeah, he's Kyle, American. Kyle, you have a week though, so you could return it and get something else? You can keep returning it, I don't right? think I, I don't think I have it in me to no, return No, he loves this car. I can't. Oh, he does. Really he's so it. happy. He drove over today. He made he made a call in the car. Nice. He's super happy. So yeah, start the search for your next car at CarMax.com. Sal. Kyle's like, give me, give me one of uh, Andy Ruiz's car, whatever he bought, his first six cars he bought after his big payday. Well, you know, Kyle had a terrible car story when he moved out here. Yeah. He bought a lemon. Oh, he did? Yeah, he really did. He bought a lemon that, what do we call that car? Betty. Betty. Betty, <laughs> Betty died quickly. Dorothy Hamill. Betty yeah. was like one of those puppies your parents get when you're a kid that, um, oh, yeah. you know, that they, they're like, what happened to our puppy? Oh, she, he'll be happier on a farm. Right, right, um, right. That was Betty. What are we going to name this car? I like Maxine. I don't want to rush into anything. All right. Well, what will you tell Josh us next Gordon week? The third. I mean, what, what's Flash. The you <laughs> if you name it Flash, <laughs> got to be a girl, right? Yeah, uh, it's 2019. I don't know. I'll figure it out. 
<laughs> what was that? 2019. You got two weeks. It's only 2019 for so long. Way to go, Kyle. Uh, what else do you have to plug this week, Sal? Oh, we got, uh, well, I'll be on Thursday Night Football, like you said, on the pregame Jets-Ravens is the last one of the year. You're doing a bit, making a pick, locking in. I'm king again. I turned a profit of over $600, starting with 1000 And against all odds, Tuesday night, download us, the, gen- the degenerate trifecta, uh, and Jim Cunningham, we were 4-0 with our best bets. Jim Cunningham's $2 million pick, you know, he's rivaling you. Uh, 4-0, more locks to come. Wow, $2 million pick. Yeah, I don't know how high this can get, you know? Like, Mallory does $4 million and then, uh, you know. Just keeps going up and Clark up and up. Ten, I don't know how it can go crazy. Um, Sal, as always, good job by you. Good job by you, Billy. Okay, thanks to State Farm. Thanks to CarMax. Thanks to Square. Remember, Square is more than a little white credit card reader. It's all kinds of tools built to run any kind of business from payroll to online stores. Go to square.com slash go slash BS to see all the ways you can take your business from square one to whatever's next. Don't forget about the Book of Basketball 2.0 podcast, the rewatchables and all the great podcasts on the Ringer Podcast Network, as well as the ringer.com, the world's greatest website. We'll see you on Tuesday with Chuck Klosterman.